Warning, this podcast is rated not safe for work for profanity, sexual innuendo, and general silliness. And welcome to WTF Radio, home of all the things that make you go, what the fuck? Here we have our lovely host, Stephanie. Say hi, Stephanie. Hello. So we have the lovely Stephanie here, our resident nerdy witch. And then we have me, Kevin, who's just making complete fuck of everything that's going on tonight. Are you the new disc jockey? Because you did an excellent job. I've been working on that one on and off today. Yeah, technically, though, it's the Macabre Academy. I'm we are here. technically the Macabre Academy. Yeah. Guys, I'm drinking beer. Strap in, okay? <laughs> All right. There we go. Finally got my notes back up. Macabre Academy brought to you once again in front of a live studio audience. I don't know. Icarus is still hiding in his little house. I'm going to have to play with him tonight. Um, he's he's there. We got some stuffed animals behind us, and one of my cats is, I'm sure, here somewhere. Yeah, I was just telling Kev, I'm gonna I'm in the process of trying to start to find a kitty I want to adopt. It's not a floofy one because they're from the devil. Hmm. All cats are great. No, the floofy ones are mean. They're so mean. Also, let me tell you, it is incredibly hard to disable a carbon monoxide detector. The battery in it is dying. So it's just chirping randomly, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a lithium-ion battery that they've, like, gorilla glued and then welded and then epoxied and then welded some more and then a little more gorilla glue and then put some staples in to keep this battery in so you can't get it out. But can you physically remove the monitor from your house until it dies? It was in my basement, but I could still hear it. So then I took well, the thing apart and I threw it against the ground a couple of times and it still didn't break. Like these things are indestructible. <laughs> I legit just had this happen to me for over three weeks because in my new apartment, they decided we're going to seal off the attic and wall it over. Well, guess what? There was a motherfucking uh, smoke detector up there and there's no access to the attic. So I couldn't, I couldn't take it and rip out the battery. So I had to listen to this battery die every hour for three weeks. Oh, Jesus. So I feel your pain. I've ordered a new one from Amazon. It'll be here probably tomorrow or Monday. So the house will be safe again in like 24 to 48 hours. So I'm not real worried about it. We should be okay. Mm. You know what's not painful? Death by carbon monoxide? No, the fact that House Veritas helped me out for an episode idea this week. Yes, Andrew coming through. Yes, yes. I decided to get back to the true crime roots. I took his suggestion, so here we are. Andrew, who gets live updates of all podcast-related drama as it happens. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this case is the Chris, Chris Watts case, and it's pretty famous. What sucks, okay, is that almost all the documentaries are raw footage from police cams, home movies, and interrogation recordings. It, it's so raw that people cut this story like four different fucking ways, and then they edit to change the story. So I had to take everything that everybody ripped apart and put this motherfucker back together in chronological order. And then I had to try to go through 1,960 pages of the discovery myself. So, yay. Macabre Academy, your chronological true crime podcast. I'm so, well, my date still might be just like a tad off because I had a hard time finding some of the things. But, 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 but. Um, in this discovery, okay, which... All the documentaries left out, I'm kind of pissed, is you know how psychics work with police sometimes? Yes. Okay, so I found a page. uh, It's on Discovery page 89, where there is an anonymous tip from a psychic in Massachusetts, and it's hella creepy. Like, dead the fuck on. I'm going to have to tweet the link for this, because my mind was just blown when I read what this (coughs) psychic and fucking on the other side of the fucking country came up with. It was great. So good. All right. That being said, all right, let's, let's dive into this. Cause we got a two parter for you guys. Ooh, two parter. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's going to be pretty rough. So It's so cold out. That's why I haven't had a cigar today. But I was like, I'm going to have a cigar and look at my notes. Oh, wait, it's 10 degrees outside. Never mind. No. Supposed to go down to 7 tomorrow or the night after. Yeah, but then it's supposed to be like 40 and 50 on Monday and or on Wednesday and uh, Tuesday. It's like, ooh, heat wave. I know. Also, speaking of weather, real quick, sidetrack, sidebar. All of our friends in Texas, hope you survived. Oh, God. Hey, it was cold in Texas. People weren't doing too well. That's just because they're not used to it. They're not set up for it. Well, that and 20 years of Republican deregulation of their power grid kind of really fucked them in the ass. I mean, I love a good ass fucking, though. Yeah, but not like this. Mm. People were, like, burning their furniture to stay warm. Got it. Okay. I don't know. I don't watch the news. I don't know the things. Oh, Texas got slammed with some extreme weather for them. And it was very cold and it knocked out power to a good portion, if not the entire state. Mm. And it was very cold for a very long time. And of course, their houses are insulated to get rid of heat when it's 120, not keep heat in when it's seven. Was this like a polar vortex kind of situation? Yeah, it was very cold. It snowed. And the Texas electrical grid was not winterized to deal with this. So everything froze. And there was no power being generated. Fun. Yes. Uh, Ford did a couple of nice things, though. Uh, there, Some of their new F-150s have... 750 kilowatt generators built into the trucks so they were landing they were lending out trucks from the dealerships to people who needed them harbor freight sent down a whole bunch of fucking uh generators also and then good old aoc and a couple other democrats raised somewhere north of somewhere north of a million dollars for texas food banks and other charitable organizations down there all while ted cruz decided to fuck off to cancun ah the one percenters and then he tried to blame it on his kids which is the really funny thing Hmm. well it seems to have a blessed existence and uh i think we have a case well this has been current events with kevin our new (laughs) weekly our new weekly segment that we forgot to budget time for Well, okay, so he has a blessed existence. Kind of sounds like a fairy tale to be able to whisk away to Cancun. 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 Yes. So, you know what else appears to be a fairy tale? This thing we're talking about this week. Yeah, I'm going to, real quick, I wrote her name a thousand different ways wrong. Okay, so when you start off, you're talking about Shannon. Okay. If it accidentally says Shannon, it's not. It's Shannon. Okay, well, I'm going to fuck that up. So Every time. So Going into it, just, just letting you guys know right off the bat. Yeah, Shannon Watts. Go ahead. So she was apparently diagnosed with lupus, which is an autoimmune disease that occurs when your body's immune system attacks your own tissues and organs. However, I take issue with this because our Lord and Savior, Dr. House, has told me always that it's never lupus. So I don't think this is true. But that's not how it works in the real world. There's, there's not a house. I will, not, I will not sit here and let you demean the great Lord and Savior that is Dr. House. <laughs> we will end this podcast right now. <laughs> I love House, but I'm just saying there's a... She was diagnosed with lupus, okay? It's never lupus. And some mild uh, diabetes, too. See, this is all the diabetes because it's never lupus. Okay, well, if it were lupus. Which it's not. Okay, but if it were. But it could be alien. (laughs) Or ancient assassins. I don't think they would have taken this route. I think this was the aliens. They wouldn't have taken the lupus route? They were going for the adrenochrome. Okay, well, anyway. If it was lupus. This supposed disease called lupus that doesn't actually exist causes inflammation in in different 
parts of your body, including your joints, your skin, kidneys, blood cells, brain, heart, and lungs. Sounds suspiciously like aliens. Each case is different and fake. <laughs> it has it, it has you know varying degrees of severity. So for Shannon, it felt like she had the flu all the time, and her hair would begin to fall out. She was very active on social media for her job, and uh, this doesn't even make sense. I read this, and it still doesn't make sense. Was she? Her, oh, I'll say she had a work at home job, which is mm-hmm. where she was very active on social media. She was selling Thrive Laval products. She, of course, flaunted said products because that's what you do in a pyramid scheme. And she also flaunted her marriage and her children, which are new, which are named Cece and Bella. Also, spelling Cece, C-I-C-I, you deserve whatever you get. Well, her name is actually Celeste, um, but everybody calls her Cece. And I well, just you should went, put that in the fucking notes. Then I wouldn't have anything to interject for a natural conversation. You still don't think you still think Dr. House is wrong, so I don't even know why I'm doing this podcast at this Well, point. if somebody would have watched the video, they would have known it was Celeste. Listen here, ho. <laughs> you pushed back the podcast yesterday for your own reasons, <laughs> and I didn't watch the video for mine. <laughs> Were you getting some of that sugar sweet honey? What was I doing yesterday? <laughs> I was co- I was eating chicken fingers from <laughs> A local place, which pissed me off because they charged me three fifty for fucking a Ryder crinkle cut fries. You can buy the goddamn bag of French fries for three fifty. Supply and demand, dude. Should have got your own bag of uh, fries then. Had I known they were a Ryder fries, I never would have ordered them. I'm so sorry. It said crinkle fries on the menu. I'm like, oh, crinkle fries. Then it turns out they're fucking a Ryder fries. Like, fuck you, a Ryder. Ryder's terrible. I'm so sorry. You should be. Giant Eagle fries, though, pretty fucking good. Tater tots. Oh, their tater tots are fantastic. I love me so, a good tot. Oh, their tots are fantastic. Make up a little cheese sauce, sprinkle that on there, a little salt, a little pe- paprika. Chef's kiss. But now, back to what we were talking about, social media, where you can post pictures of your new food that you have ordered from restaurants and had delivered to your house or done pickup for your house points. So you, too, can have an episode cho- that you choose that we fuck up just as bad as we're doing for this one. Well, luckily, this one wasn't a, a winning thing. It was me desperately grasping at content. I'm trying to plug the things. Okay. On her social media, where you can post pictures of your delicious food, new food that you haven't tried before, though. Of course, how would we know? You could always just game the system. There's a video of her praising how much she loved her perfect husband as he stuck by her side in sickness and in health. She goes on to explain that Chris knew her at her worst and had accepted her. She admitted that the life with the two small girls was crazy, but she loved every minute of it, as a good parent would. Her family said that uh, God could not have provided her a more perfect partner. Yeah, I was in their wedding video. It was so sweet. Okay, so dates are very important in this, guys. So we're going to start with June 11th, 2018. Shanann records a Facebook video of her surprising her husband with the news that they're pregnant with her third child. And he goes, oh, that's awesome. And he kisses his wife, you know, and he goes, I guess when you wanted to, it happens. That was that was his response. Now, she really wanted them to have a boy this time because she thought it would make Chris happier. Three days later, she uploads a video of her daughter, Bella, who's four, singing a song about how much she loves her daddy. Now, I'm a shitty singer, but I will give you the lyrics here. It says, my daddy is a hero. He helps me grow up strong. He helps me snuggle, too. He reads me books. He ties my shoes. You're a hero through and through. Daddy, daddy, I love you. Now, if you haven't guessed, all right, this case unfolds by their videos, their text messages, and their phone uses. Yeah, when they use their fucking phones, okay? Now, 
I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I'm afraid if I die tomorrow and somebody looks through my phone search history, let alone my Google search history, okay? Because that's how they came up with some of the shit in the case. So I'm going to look like a fucking psychopath. Just keep that in mind. Nothing can really get deleted. Well, all they have to do is talk to your friends. They would know you're a psychopath, so. Hmm. All right. On June 14th, 2018, Chris enters his co-worker, Nicole Kessinger, contact information into his phone. So apparently the two had been talking at work for a couple months and mostly through email exchanges. Uh, if you go through her, situ- her search history, however, it seems that she was interested in Chris possibly as early as 2017. So she was creeping on him like a year earlier. Gotta get that creep on Yeah, yeah. So they're starting to talk. You know, the cell phone's starting to get logged here. But on June 17th, 2018, three days later, Shanann writes a tribute to her husband on Facebook, and it is as follows. Chris, we are so incredibly blessed to have you. You do so much every day for us and take great care of us. You're the reason I'm bright enough to agree to number three. Which then takes us on to June 27th of 2018. Shannon and the girls take a five-week trip to North Carolina to visit the girls' grandparents. As it turns out, Watts' marriage was on the rocks. Neighbors reported that they had a screaming match in the driveway the night before she left. Chris was supposed to join them at the end of July but said he had to stay for work. A close friend to Shannon named Amanda said that she was having a lot of phone sex with her husband for the first couple of weeks of vacation. No, just the first week. I'm sorry. Yes, it is just the first week. This was found on page 361 of the discovery that our lovely nerdy witch has done for us. Yeah, it wasn't in any of the documentaries, and I thought it was very important. So I added it. She keeps trying to get a hold of Chris, but he was having complications with the the FaceTime app. They exchanged some heated text messages since he had been failing to contact both her and the children after the first week. She is pregnant with his child, married, and yeah, probably some conflict there would be warranted. Note scrolled a little too far. There we go. Shannon also starts confiding in her best friend, Nicole, about how distant Chris has become. And she couldn't figure out why he was giving her the cold shoulder. Also, studio audience. Is that one Sherlock? No, that's River. Oh, hi, River. So now we have July 4th, the good old 4th of July. Fireworks, cookouts, the whole nine yards. And apparently Kat's playing with... Coffee stirrers. Fourth of July, Nikki told the police that this was the first time she had been to Chris's house to work on a new plan for his weight loss. So, who's Nikki again? Nikki is his co worker that he Nikki. entered into his phone. That's right. Mm-hmm. There's a couple Nicoles in this, so we got we to gotta keep them straight. Right now, it's Nikki. We are talking about Nikki. Yeah, Nikki. So she went to his house, worked on a weight loss plan. Apparently, he just cooked lunch. She she was out. Like, bye. Like us at the end of the episode. Bye. Yeah, it's like, oh, my Hooper's here. I got to go. In an interview with the FBI, Chris explained that he had spent the night at Nikki's place on the 3rd of July. They woke up together on the 4th with lots of missed calls from Shannon. He tried to go home alone to talk to his wife, but Nikki was jealous and insisted that she join them. They had had lunch and then they had lunch and then Nikki returned to her place with him. With him. Oh yeah, they both went. Well, I mean, sure, why not? Now we're on July 8th which was four days later for those of us who played the home game. Chris texts his wife back after several missed messages, apologizing for falling asleep as soon as he got home from work. 
He said he had some heat exhaustion, but he loved her. Shannon texts back to make sure he's okay. The messages back just explain that he's stressed out from work. Mm -hmm. Now, two more days go by, and we're looking at July 10th, and uh, still in 2018. We haven't haven't left the year here. Uh, And the signs of the tension in the Watts marriage is really starting to escalate. And again, this is through text messages. She is trying to get Chris to work on their marriage and begs him to meet her halfway. Now, she can't figure out why he's not talking to her more after eight years of marriage, and in her words, 2.5 children. Now, he promises her things will be different and that he loves her, but it's blatantly apparent that he is distancing himself from her at this point. Socially distancing? And emotionally, apparently. And it's way oh, more than di- six feet. I would say socially distance, fine. Emotionally distant, not so much. Yeah, no. Uh, July 14th rolls around. And Chris and Nikki have phone records of a few calls exchanged. So they wind up going on a date to a car museum. That afternoon, Shanann made four more calls to her husband. And, of course, they went unanswered. Now... According to Chris, it is on this day that Nikki tells him that she wanted to give him his first son. And then Chris will later say that this is when he first thought about killing his family. Later in the day, he tells Shanann he wants a separation and he doesn't want the baby. But she loved him so much that she requested marriage counseling. Of course, he declines. He says he just wants out. Which now takes us to the 18th of July, which is famous for the bikini shot. Oh, yeah. It's a photo. It's infamous, Mm -hmm. apparently. Yes. Yes, it is. Look it up. We're going to get into it here in a second. Yep. It's exchanged between Chris and I'm assuming Nikki, even though the notes say something different. Yep. That's Nikki. You got to do better at this. The mistress is Nikki. Yes, but you have Nicole here. You you had you said Nicole, and you said there's many. So I'm trying to keep us on track here. There's two. Mistress is Nikki. Well, I don't know these things. No, it's fine. I'll keep it straight. I'm sorry. I know I'm screwing around with you. I'm trying to have some. (laughs) I'm trying to have some fun in this whole before this whole thing gets too dark and depressing. It'll get dark in the second part. This part's not as bad. In fact, this doesn't have a blanket warning on it. The next episode will. Well, good. Then let me have my fun for a little while. All right, go ahead. We will we will giggle through this. It is fine. All right. So, Chris gets one of those stupid calculator apps to hide the photos in his phone. In His computer Google history also shows that he was looking for fun vacation spots. A couple days after that, which which now takes us to the 24th of July. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this is a busy month. Do these people not have anything to do? They don't work? Jesus. Nikki, the mistress, which is who we're still talking about, mm-hmm. definitely knows that she is the other woman. She had typed, in, and I quote, man, comma, I'm having an affair with, says he will leave his wife into Google. Which seems like a really weird thing to type into Google. Maybe it's oddly it specific. Oddly yes. specific. Like not how to get him to leave. Just like like what? I want to know what answer she was expecting to come out of the other end of this search. He will. It happens. Apparently, I guess I don't know. Mm. That was on the twenty fourth. Now on the twenty fifth, Watts' computer showed that he had looked up. When to say I love you for the first time in a new relationship. And how does it feel when someone says I love you? These Are these normal human beings that we're dealing with? I'm so confused right now. Well, I, what, what shocked me, all right, is that you're married for eight years. You have children and you don't know what love is. And he's Googling it. Really, what's love but a secondhand emotion? <laughs> What's love got to do with it? Got to do with it. Mm -hmm. We now move to the 28th of July. This is a lot to cram into one month. 
Like, like really? Yeah. But if you, if you actually look at it, these are independent things that the people are doing on their phones. So Nikki's thinking, all right, what's the chance he's going to leave his wife? Chris is thinking, do I love this girl? How do I tell her I love her? Do I know that I'm in love? Is she going to, is she going to feel good if I love her? Like these are independent things happening a day apart. Have you ever really loved a woman? It's Brian Adams. So? I can't think of the next line because I had the Guinness. All right. 28th, July, 2018. Chris and Nikki visit the Great Sand Dunes National Park and spend the night at a nearby campground. Chris takes this time to log a bunch of photos from the trip into his hidden his hidden picture camera or calculator app. He also had two videos in there, which he comments so damn sexy as as Nikki surfed down a sand dune. Yeah, apparently it's a very attractive thing to do. It appears that it would be. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Apparently I'm going to have to YouTube this and see. Other video search engines are available. It's in the documentary. I was looking for a wider sample size. Oh, of other women surfing down the dunes? Yes. You know, Nikki. For I science. Hate this. Well, yes. Yeah, I'm doing. The, I'm doing this for science. Nikki, she's she's a pretty she's a pretty lady. She really is very fit. If she wasn't like a demon spawn, in my point of view, she would be incredibly attractive. But pressing on science, bitch. Yeah, July thirty first, twenty eighteen. Oh, we're finally almost out of this month. Yeah, almost. Um, so Chris decides to join his family in North Carolina for a week. And then the plan was that they would all fly back home together. Do you remember flying places? It's been so long. I don't remember what it's like anymore. Well, I haven't been in an airport post 9-11. Oh, it's awful. It's terrible. Yeah. All right. So while he visits his family and his wife and his daughter's in North Carolina, he is still texting Nikki the entire time that he's there. Now, Nikki was not happy because she couldn't call Chris because Chris was with his wife. So to keep Nikki happy, Chris promises not to fuck his wife the entire week. This question was posed. I'm going to pose it again. Is he, is he trading like a controlling woman for another? Because we're going to see Shannon. She's very opinionated. She's very strong. She definitely wears the pants in their relationship prior to this. And now Nikki's being like, hey, oh, nope, I want control. In my, my opinion, at this point. The first night Chris is there, Shannon has a headache. Now, she normally takes a migraine medication. Now, he convinces her he has something better, uh, a different form of medicine for it. But it turns out he slips her 80 milligrams of oxycodone. And he does this because he wants to help cause a miscarriage. So in Chris's mind, it would have been easier to leave for Nikki if Shanann wasn't pregnant. And what's interesting is, is he never revealed where he got the pills from. Well, it's not like there's a rampant, over, rampant prescription pain uh killer problem in this country i'm just saying who is he trying to protect because why didn't he just say i bought the pills myself he purposely said i will never reveal where i got the pills from this is from an interview anyway so what's interesting here is that okay he has this concept of it is not acceptable for me to leave my pregnant wife and my two girls So maybe I should just make sure my wife's not pregnant and then I won't look as shitty. Okay. So just put a pin in this for a minute. Now, Shanann doesn't realize this is happening, but she feels slighted because Chris isn't showing her any affection when they are reunited. And I read through those. Reunited and it feels so good. Well, apparently it didn't. (laughs) And, And what sucks is, is she is, I read the text. Okay, I read the text messages to her friends where she's saying, my husband is not paying attention to me. What the fuck did I do wrong? And it's just 
devastating because I spent so much time with my husband who wouldn't kiss me first, let alone touch me first or instigate anything. And now she's used to having a hypersexual relationship with her husband and he won't even touch her. Okay. And then she had a scenario I had very similar to where she was crying in the room next to him and he didn't even bother to notice. Now her thought kind of somewhere in my thought is obviously he must be getting the sex somewhere else if he's not going to touch her. When the family returns to Colorado, nothing is better. Okay. She's confused because they're supposed to be working on their marriage. They bought like a book or something. He threw it in the garbage, but he's refusing to have happy doll fun time with her. So she's feeling pretty dejected at this point. And she's crying and decides to ask if she, if he's having an affair. So he, he, you know, she, she confronts him. And of course this motherfucker denies it. Of course. Well, I mean, why fess up? Why? What, what's the incentive? Being honest? Why well, ask why? Try bud dry. Now we're into August, the lovely month of August. High humidity, long days, heat. Ugh, terrible. August in Pittsburgh is not a happy time of the year, okay? It sucks. It's a little it's, it's a little not great. I'm sure people have worse Augusts than Pittsburgh. Yeah, I know, but still, I live here and I have to complain about something. Hmm. You don't know what miserable is until you have chafing in your thighs from the, the, the humidity. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. You know, it does sound fun, though, in August. Being hmm. away from your wife. Chris wasn't no? away from his wife. He was with his wife. Your notes are terrible. <laughs> they really are. It says, while Chris is away. Yes. So this is right before... You know, yeah, there's a little discrepancy here because they return from Colorado. It sucks. But right before they return, this happens. August 4th. Sorry. Okay. You can see my confusion. I can. But after, you know, over 20 hours of research trying to piece this together in three days. Hey, I'm a professional. So professional. This is a professional podcast. 100%. Listen, we get paid for this. This is technically a professional podcast. <laughs> we are professional podcasters. We're still in the hole, Kev. We still get paid for it, though. Okay, that's true. We appreciate you guys. Join the Patreon. It's cheaper than a cup of coffee just for three bucks a month. Please do it. Now, well, Chris is away from Nikki. Got it right that time. She decides to search for wedding dresses on the internet for over two hours we know this because we have reviewed well not we but somebody has reviewed her cell phone data nicole nikki was also creeping on shannon's facebook page after looking up chris's facebook page mm-hmm. so what we've learned here is get rid of facebook and that's true for any number of reasons really well her page was public not everybody's page is public, but hers was because of the product she was selling. So all this was flaunted. And she got a lot of criticism for putting her whole life on Facebook. However, this is also important. Um, because later, Nikki's going to say, I didn't know that Shanann was pregnant. I didn't know that that was uh, who Chris was, you know, wife's name, yada, yada, yada. Now, here she is, August 4th looking at it you just have to spend five minutes on her facebook page and you would know right she puts everything on there now we're on to the 7th of august shannon reached out to her friends via text message and said she was upset because chris seemed terrified of the new baby and didn't want it of course her friends tried to comfort her and advised her not to worry so much on the 8th of August, Shannon cancels their gender reveal party. Which is great because those things fucking suck. That's the they stupidest are, idea. They are terrible. Apparently the woman, who, the woman who came up with the concept apparently is like, oh my god, this is the worst thing in the world. Why did I ever do this? And do you remember the last time wildfires raged through California? Mm-hmm. You know what started those? Gender reveal party. Yep. Set off an explosive charge and set, uh, the, set half the state of California on fire. 
Look, guys, live responsibly. Do the world a favor. Don't have a gender reveal party. I mean, seriously. I refuse to make those cakes anymore. I, I hate it. I it's a absolutely gender, it's a, hate it. It's a gender reveal free cake zone. Yeah. The last one I did had uh, Yoshi's on it in different colors. So I did it because it was Yoshi. But I hate those. I hate them so much. I never, just, ha- I never had one. Fuck it. I'm in the ultrasound. Just tell me what the fuck it is. That's a surprise. That's fun. You should make them all purple. <laughs> Better yet, make them all rainbow. That's that. Yeah, that's good. Actually, do you know what the rainbow baby is? No. Well, those are babies that are born after a miscarriage. Ah. Yeah. And what's interesting, too, you reminded me, is because of Shanann's lupus, she's not supposed to be able to get pregnant. It's never lupus. Okay. Well, the doctor told her that uh, weren't house, that she shouldn't have been able to get pregnant. So Cece and Bella were miracle babies, along with the one that she's about to have. It's never lupus. Okay. So what happened after the gender reveal party? Which was canceled, thankfully. Yes. A friend reaches out in concern. We have text messages that are saying that Chris has no interest in her anymore and that marital counseling still is not an option. She did, however, find out that she was having a boy because she had attended the ultrasound appointment that morning. So Shanann picks out the name Nico for the new baby. I don't know where she got it, but it's cute. Nico. It's not a bad name. I don't hate it. Meanwhile, Nikki had given Chris a key to her place. He had it in his pocket at Shanann's ultrasound appointment to find out the gender of their baby. He also cancels his Facebook account and takes a break from social media at Nikki's request. You can have a Facebook account completely scrubbed, but you do have to make a special request to Facebook. Did you know you could do that? I did know you could do that. I did not know. I did. Mm. Text to her friends revealed that Shannon didn't really want to be a single mom and was not really emotionally or financially feasible for her. And then goes on Amazon other search and other delivery options are available, though usually less quick and helpful, but also probably better for small businesses. So, you know, you pay your money, it takes your choice. And she was looking for books about how to save her marriage. She selects one in hopes that Chris will read it. He replies in text messages saying that he will. So she purchases it. While this is going on, Nikki was Googling marrying your mistresses, mar- marrying your mistress on the same day. Yeah. Thoughts? I just coincidence. Same fucking day. Same awesome. fucking day. What? What the fuck? It's never lupus. No. Okay. What's sad is, is uh, not in the notes, is that um, Shanann had worked really hard to build her first house. She has her marriage. She starts to have her kids. And then several years after that, her and Chris actually apply uh, for a bankruptcy. And that's what they're in the midst of now. So that's what she meant by not being financially feasible for her, too. Um, Probably should have put that in the notes, but it's in my mind. So here it is. Now, here comes second Nicole. Okay. So we have Nikki the mistress, and then we have her best friend, Nicole. So Shanann and bestie Nicole fly out to Arizona for a training seminar. So Chris stayed with Bella and Cece on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. Now, What, again, interesting. I use interesting a lot because I'm always curious, I guess. Shanann is sending happy text messages about having a baby boy and how much she loved Chris. Okay. Now, Chris decides to send her this crazy-ass photo of a, like, 
my size Barbie that's like three foot tall or whatever on a black sofa covered with a white uh, like garbage bag sheet thing. Okay. Just to see. It looks like a corpse is what he basically did. Just to see what Shanann would think. Now she posts the picture on Facebook and goes, of course, I don't know what the fuck to think. Um, So Chris tries to play it off and say that the kids did it. And I feel like this is the most morbid premonition of what's to come in part two. It's, oh, uh, uh, uh. What's, what's even more heartbreaking for me, okay, is she informed Chris that she had left a note back at the house for him. And the note is as follows. I'm going to try my best to read this verbatim. Now, okay, before I read this note, okay, hang in there with me. When people have problems in their relationships, it takes two people to fuck up a relationship. So I'm not saying that Chris shouldn't feel controlled or that Shanann wears the pants or whatever, okay? It takes two people to fuck that up. But she has a lot more evidence of proof of trying to make things work, which is why I'm a little bit more sympathetic to her cause. Hart was in the right place, just a very strong personality from what I can gather. It's also never lupus. It's never lupus. It's, lupus had nothing to do with this now. Also, check the group chat when you get a second. Uh, okay. Um, so let me read this letter verbatim as best as I can. I don't know where to begin. I am so lost for words. I can't even explain how hard this pain is. The last five weeks have been the hardest, and I missed everything about you. I missed your morning breath, your touch, your lips, kisses. I missed holding you. I miss smelling you in the sheets. I miss talking to you in person. I miss watching you laugh and play with the kids. That I love so much about you. I miss seeing you naked and on top making love to me. Oh my God, I missed having you around when I felt alone and upset. I just flat out missed the hell out of you. And we haven't been away from each other that long since 2012. But this letter also dives into some recent tension between the couple. Okay, so as Chris mentions Watt's recent behavior and wrote, I have only seen you shut down like this once before. I don't ever want to lose you. No, I don't want to lose you ever. She continued. I will be civil and get along with your mom. We just need to have mutual respect. I will do anything for you. The last thing on earth I want to do is hurt you. You deserve the world and I hate seeing you hurt. It hurts me. I can't and I won't lose you without a fight for us. I will always fight for our marriage and you. This is the hardest thing I've ever gone through and you are worth it. Tell me what you need. I love you with all my heart, always and forever. So this bit about the parents I forgot. I I don't have the notes, but we're going to tell you about it anyway. Uh, Shanann, while she was in North Carolina, her parents live there, and so does Chris's parents. Now, when she took the girls to go visit Chris's parents, uh, Chris's mom or dad bought uh, ice cream that had tree nuts in it, and Cece, one of the girls, is allergic, deathly allergic to the nuts. So, of course, there was a fight. What? These nuts. These nuts, yes. Um, Well, there was a fight. So, Shanann gets really upset, and she's like, you're trying to kill the baby. You can't do that. How do you not know this about your grandkid? So, Chris kind of got upset that he had to step in between that because Shanann didn't feel like those grandparents should be around the children if they're going to poison them. So. As she's away in Arizona, okay, there are some lovely exchanges about the girls and the excitement about the little boy that she is pregnant with. Now, Shanann attempts to call Chris before she boarded the plane to come to Colorado. Now, he cut the call short because he's like, I'm working out. This guy used to be really husky. He was like 245 pounds, which I think is sexy, but he decided I want to be cut, and he got down to like 180 pounds 
So working out was really important to this guy. Um, they do, however, text back and forth about having broccoli for dinner. Okay. But what got me is you can, you can't talk on the phone while you're lifting weights, but you can fucking text. You're st- what? Just put your earbuds in and keep talking. I've done that in the gym. I can't tell you how many times. So it doesn't make sense to me, but you know, what ifs? What ifs? What ifs? We are now on the 10th of August. Chris volunteers to help with a service issue on some remote oil tanks. The maintenance was to be done on the 13th. Normally, people didn't offer to go because it was so far away. But his boss doesn't think anything of it because Chris was a hard worker. On the 11th, the mistress, Nikki, has a crazy sloppy search history. She spent 45 minutes on Google searching for topics like how to prepare for the anal sex. The anal sex guide. Which, of course, goes down a rabbit hole to the lovely and talented Pornhub, which is really where you should be searching your porn on because they do so much for the good of the world. They're saving the bees, they're helping out the trees, they're doing the rainforest. Seriously, if you're searching for your porn somewhere other than Pornhub, you are harming the world. But I'm fucked because I watch my porn on, what is it, X X N X X. That's what I watch. You gotta use Pornhub. They do so much for the world. All right, I will try Pornhub this evening. Also, before I forget, I can't remember where it was, but there was a a town that was having a problem, like funding their snow removal. Pornhub sponsored the plows for the town. Oh my god, you can plow me anytime. That's great. That's so good. The plows had like po- like the Pornhub logo on them. That's amazing. So, like I said, if you're not watching porn on Pornhub, you're fucking the you're not only fucking yourself, you're fucking the country and the world. So, adjust your search, adjust your porn searching. This has been yet another installment <laughs> of Current Events with Kevin. <laughs> so, we're on the Pornhub. We're looking at the porn, mm-hmm. as one does on Pornhub. Although, if you just read the comments, they're hysterical. Who watches porn to read the comments? There's an entire subreddit on Reddit that is just Pornhub comments, and they're fucking hysterical. I feel like I'm not living half my life. You're not living your best life. You're hurting the bees. You're not getting roads (laughs) plowed. Uh, You're not even... I'm not even getting plowed right now, so it's okay. Neither is Texas. They don't have any snow plows. Kevin, please proceed. I'm shut up. She indulged in some of the you know the interracial porno videos and threesomes with double penetration. Real after my own heart here. There are no tentacles involved, so actually normal tentacle porn has double penetration on the reg. Ah. It, there's multiple tentacles, it's gotta go in multiple holes. Or it could be a couple of tentacles in one hole. That is also something they do. I love my tentacle porn. Leave me. Apparently. Oh, you know what she, I started watching now too? Oh God. What? The furry porn, like the animated furry porn where they draw like a, 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 a anthropomorphized, like, you know, it's a human, but it's a, it's a fucking like turtle. And then they, she's having sex with like a wolf. You know, it's bad when you start watching the weird shit. That means you're bored and lonely. Just so you know. So, like our nerdy witch, Steph, Nikki had been searching a lot of porn on her computer lately. Mm-hmm. So, I don't understand what this next part means. So, maybe you could fill us in. Right. So, I look, I, I watch porn on the reg. Okay. Lots of people watch porn on the reg. And, if you know, okay. Now, why would they put this in here about the anal sex? Because that has nothing to do with anything. And the only thing, the reason that it's, it's in the discovery, it's in the documentaries is because it's possibly a defamation of character for Nikki. Uh, they're trying to slut shame her. Yes. And this is not something you should kink shame. It's just, 
whatever gets your rocks off at home, do it. Like, that's fine. Don't hurt anybody else. This is a non-kink shaming podcast. 100%. Even though it's not even remotely related to any topic that we're probably ever going to cover, this is definitely a, this is a, definitely a kink accepting zone. I mean, I can make an episode about kink. Definitely kink mean, rock, or something. Rock on with your bad self. Now we're back to Chris. On the 11th. On the 11th. He had hired a babysitter to hang out with Nikki. Mm -hmm. Very confused here. Mistress Nikki, not Shannon's best friend, Nicole. Yes, but why would he hire a babysitter? Because he had the girls because Shannon was in Arizona. That makes a lot more sense in the way you wrote it. Well, if we actually didn't banter and went straight through the notes chronologically, it would have been congruent with her being out of town. We, I mean, we took a hard left. No, it still no. I think I'm just actually I'm just an idiot now that I read it over again. I, I'm just an idiot. So anyway, hmm. we're on the eleventh. Chris hires a babysitter to watch the kids, mm-hmm. so that he can hang out with Nikki. Which is we'll get into this later. It's not important. No. He goes over to her place. And takes her out for drinks at the Lazy Dog. Which, sidebar, great name. I love it. I would drink there all the time. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm down. However, not right now, because eating and drinking inside an establishment might be one of the dumbest things you could possibly do. That's why I'm drinking my beer at home right now. Well, that we have to record. I'm also drinking beer at my house responsibly. You are. Very proud of you. So, we're at the Lazy Dog. Usually, Chris pays with gift cards, but this time he used his joint bank account with his wife. So, Chris had lied to his wife about being at a late-night Colorado Rockies game. So, when Shannon has checked her bank statements... She couldn't figure out why the bar tab was so high if he had been drinking alone. The smart thing would have been to do is say, hey, I paid for my friend, but that's not the case. He's like, oh, yeah, I went out to the game and then I went for drinks by myself. Dumbass. Dumbass. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's why she couldn't figure it out, because he said, I went to the game and then I, I, I got drinks alone. So then the bar tab was 60. And when she looked up the menu, what he said he had. It was only $30. So where'd the other $30 come from? Now this, this, this next part absolutely fucking kills me. And I hope you remember it going into part two a week later. For, if not, just, if you don't just listen back. Yeah. Like you really have to listen back for this one. In fact, Oh, you know what I started doing for the Patreon is when we do two parters, the highest tier gets the episodes ahead of time. So I patched together two parters and released them in the same video at the same time. So that $10 tier, I think, is really worth it if you like the two parters. And you get to see me doing stupid things like playing with my AirPod case in my mouth. Yeah, me getting drunk and puffing in my room. That's great. Okay. So this part kills me. Just hold this, put a pin in it. It's important. This is so fucking important. Because I will tell you now, Shanann goes missing on the 13th. On August, yeah, well, right now it's August 12th. Now, Mistress Nikki texts her friend about a secret guy she's seeing who really loves to eat pussy. And he's all about his kids. Well, not saying. Not everybody can eat pussy. I I meant more the kids. Don't have kids, but do love the pussy. Did I tell you what my twin calls the Suniglia curse? No. I uh, I was I'm I'm taking a hard left here, but I dated a, a female poet for a couple of weeks, and I, you know, it was a girl on girl situation. Into the three weeks, she was also looking up wedding dresses, and I was like, "Why the fuck is she not proposing to me?" And my twin goes, "It's a schnigly curse," and I says, "What's that?" And he goes. You are so good at eating pussy that they just fall in love with you. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Men, if you want to keep your woman, learn how to eat the pussy. 
I'm glad we got this in now instead of later in the episode. Yeah, it's so bad later. Okay, anyway. She expresses that she feels like she's always going to be in second place because he's been there and done that because he's got the kids, he's got the wife. But apparently it's the best sex she's ever had. No, fair quote. This is her words. Don't tell nobody. I haven't made up my mind on him yet. That evening, Chris tucks the girls into bed. He FaceTimes Nikki for phone sex, and they talk for over two hours, and this ends around 11 p.m. The next day, his wife and kids would disappear. In my notes. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so that's it for part one. That is it for part one. Part ones always suck, I feel like, because it's like it's so much like build up and laying down the background and it's a little slow. And then it well, goes. Well, that's why you got to come back next week at the same bad time on the same bad channel with the same bad expired coupons. That parent expired coupons. Yes. So, do you have a weird but true for us? The buzzers on Jeopardy, they will lock. For 0.25 seconds, if the contestant tries to ring in before the host has finished the last syllable of the question. How do they rig that up? How do they decide that? Oh. That's crazy. Yep. I want to know the matrix on that. How does that happen? Oh. Mm. Mm. I mean, my mind is blown. Non-offensive dare. Okay, my darling witches, it's time for your weekly non-offensive dare. You must be a Patreon to participate so you can earn points for your house. Each month, the house with the most points gets to vote on weekly non-offensive dares, topics of future episodes, and so much more. Each week, once you've gotten your dare, you must safely and creatively complete a post on social media so that we can see that you've done the task. You can tag us at Twitter at Macabre Academy, or you can tag us on Instagram at The Macabre Academy, and you must include a hashtag with your house name to obtain the points. The world is a fucked up place. These dares are designed to bring silliness and random acts of kindness into the world. You must safely complete your dare. If you are unsafe, your points will not be counted. You can also earn additional points for your house by being the first to submit episode corrections to us at themacabacademy at gmail.com. Also, if we use your ideas or stories in a future episode, more points may be awarded. Let's return to the podcast to see what your weekly non-offensive dare will be. Yeah, I'm getting a little disheartened. Okay, so I'm going to have to do whatever this next dare is because we got to get the ball rolling here. Come on, guys. Get your house points in. Get your house points in. All right. I'm going to randomly point to something with my eyes closed. I have video proof, but I need to know if you want me to do it, Kev, on page one. Page two or page three? One. Okay. Why did I put this in here? Oh, I like where this is going. All right. Your non-offensive dare for this week's episode. Ready? Ready, ready, ready? Hug a tree. Why not? Yeah. Let's let's do the things. All right. So I want to see your social media posts about hugging a tree. Apparently, my new job from Sound Maiden is to get on the, uh, what the fuck is it? The TikTok that I hate and start running dares or something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it on at Sound Maiden. I love you. I will do it. All right. All right. That's all she wrote. That's it. You guys got to come back next week for all the good juicy stuff. Bye. 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 Have a great week. Make bad decisions. Bye. Make terrible decisions. This podcast was brought to you by Nerdy Witch in partnership with Sound Maiden. We want to thank all of our wonderful Patreons. For updates, please follow the Macabre Academy on Facebook. 
Remember to like, share, and listen exclusively on Buzzsprout. Soon, we'll be available wherever you listen to podcasts.